your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans, to another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's the Lockdown Eagles podcast, as always, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. It's the postgame show, uh, playoff style. The Eagles season comes to an unfortunate end in Tampa Bay to the Buccaneers, a 31-15 to loss. I'm Louis DiBiase, my co-host Gino Camilleri, joining me. As always, the 2021 season, again, comes to an end in Tampa Bay. Uh, an early 17 to nothing lead for the Buccaneers was too much for the Eagles to handle. Really, on both sides of the ball, the offense was to blame the defense, special teams. It overall was just a complete team letdown, Gino. And we're going to get into deep into the performance from Jalen Hurts, from the defense, from a lot of the same things that we've been talking about this year that really did hurt the Eagles they definitely reared their ugly head um, in Tampa today. And again, this was a game we said all week that we didn't really expect them to win this football game. But at the same time, I do feel disappointed that it wasn't really because we knew this team wasn't built to mm-hmm. be at the level of Tampa Bay. They have the greatest quarterback of all time. They have a, a Super Bowl roster that just won a title that returned 22 starters. So I wasn't expecting a win today, but I was really hoping it was at least going to be close. It was going to be a moral victory where your quarterback at 23 years old in his first playoff game really does play well. And instead, as I said, it kind of confirmed a lot of the issues this team has long-term on offense, defense, and special teams. So I do feel like this doesn't erase the progress of 2020 for sure. And the loss really isn't what's disappointing to me. I guess it's just the way they did lose. Sometimes you run into Mike Tyson in his prime. I mean, Tom Brady and that team, they played out of their minds today. And it didn't help that you come into this game, you were outcoached, you were out-schemed, you were Mm outplayed, you were out-executed in every phase. It sucked that you just didn't look like you belonged, right? No, exactly. You looked like the seventh playoff seed that back you looked like in college your football in. you're Cincinnati playing Alabama or you know Oklahoma against LSU yeah you even look like Washington did a couple years ago yes. when they put on just an outright against terrible Hurts performance Alabama, yeah exactly and things come full circle right Lou and you look at this game and you look back to the last time they played them eerily similar Lou they pass a boatload of times in this game they can't get the run game going They turn the ball over. Tom Brady just seems to be on his game from the get-go. And here we are again in the same place we were back in week six. And it seemed like that progress that this team has made Mm -hmm. really came to a standstill. That was the most disheartening thing for me today. But at the end, how they competed, how they finished in this game, Lou, they, they didn't get shut out. It is a moral victory. But in the end, we knew that this team, being the seventh seed, was going to have to play their best against the top quarterback. Nearly perfect. Yeah, Yeah. and you didn't. You played downright terrible on special teams, defense, offense, every phase. Every phase from the get-go of this game was downright poor. And to see what Tampa did coming out of the gates in that first drive, you tweeted it right after that, Lou. You said, looking at what Tampa just did, you're going to have to hope that they don't have to be in a shootout with this team because Mm -hmm. look what happened in the end of this game. 
They couldn't yeah. pass. They couldn't put points on the board. And a team nope. that could do that, even when they're out Chris Godwin, even when they're out Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, and they're still putting up these points. They're just a it's good what we team. saw coming. I it's mean, a Gino, very good is, team. Absolutely. Yeah. And we, we've mapped this out for weeks now that we're, we were saying, mm -hmm. you know, obviously the progress they made in the second half of the season, you cannot discredit it, but why we were looking forward to the playoffs is this was going to be the first test in a while after all mm -hmm. these improvements where you play a star quarterback, you play a team that is a whole lot better than you, you know, regardless yeah, of the fact that you made time. the playoffs, you were one in seven, I think against teams above 500 this year, or I think one in six. And so we wanted to see if this team was on another level. And it's just unfortunate that they confirmed a lot of the same issues they had earlier in the year. We did foresee a scenario play out where Tampa Bay, we kept laying out the question on lockdown QB one. I don't know how many times you and I said, can't wait to see again because it's likely going to happen where Jonathan Gannon coaches against a star quarterback. He's likely going to play soft mm -hmm. zone coverage. He's going to be scared to get beat deep from that player. He's going to give them anything 20 yards or in. And can Jalen Hurts in that situation where you're going to have to throw the football to get back into the game? Can he elevate you and keep you alive? And that's exactly what happened today. Tampa Bay scored on what? Their first three drives. I mean, they were up 14-0 pretty damn early. Then they're up 17-0. And the defense, obviously, is a huge issue we're going to get into. But it just sucks that, you know, Jalen Hurts didn't need to come in and win this football game. He didn't even mm -hmm. need to come in and, you know, throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. He could have had an okay performance and you know, kept his stock alive. And of course it's still alive. And, you know, he's probably done enough to likely be the guy in 2022, but today was the nightmare scenario yeah. that really bombed a lot of that progress because it once again, confirmed a lot of the long-term questions we have about Jalen, especially earlier in the year when he was playing better teams and had to throw more, he couldn't do it. And today Tampa Bay was daring Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles to throw the football. They were stacking the box. They were not going to let you run. They have athletes all over the field that were closing in on space. And Jalen in long third down situations just could not get it done. And that's the disappointing part because you saw the progress he made in the second half of the year. But then he's thrust back into the situation and again has me thinking, how much better can he get and is this who he is? And I, I hate that heading into the offseason, that's kind of where my head is at again. I'm not going to just throw out all the progress anybody no, made. No, and I'm not either. And, like, and starting with Jalen Hurts. No, I, I know you're not. And it's one of those things that you want to see in a game like this, right, Lou, that he doesn't do something like he did when he was in college, where he couldn't get going out of the gate and he had to get pulled in that national championship, right, Lou? Yep. He couldn't do it again. He hasn't led this team to a first quarter point since back on what, November 24th mm -hmm. against the Saints. And that came to fruition. And we said for weeks, Lou, that you're going to be able to overcome these slow starts against the Giants, against right. Washington. Against Garrett when, Gilbert and Jake yes. Fromm. <laughs> but when you play Tom Brady, even right. a 60% Tom Brady, who wasn't even on his game early on, he was, he was off. He was a click off with those guys early on in that game. I thought they were due for an interception, but you just let him have time and let him dial it in. It's like a long-range gun or, a, or one of your long-range drivers on uh, in golf, right? Like, you got to yeah. hone it in. You got to get a couple big-time shots down the field to hone it in. And they did that today. And then that Mike Evans play, I really think, encapsulated what Tampa wanted to do. They're going to make you hate playing zone where you let them get everything underneath. And they still pick up 
six to seven yards. But, oh, then you play man, and you're stuck in a position where Rodney McLeod has to play one-on-one against Mike Evans. It was clear to me today, Lou, that overall, this team needs players on both sides of the football. Tampa Bay is the benchmark. To see the athletes they have in that second level on defense, to see the secondary pass catchers, even when Antonio Brown just left the team, when Chris Godwin is out, you you see Keyshawn Vaughn step up for two guys that are out ahead of him in Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. The Eagles, their starters weren't even making plays today. In terms of the passing game, Jalen Hurts turned the ball over. He was missing some of those downfield looks yeah, today. Yeah, the, the amount of looks, Gino, you know, this guy continues to it was miss down the field. Quez Watkins should have went off for 100 yards and mm-hmm. two-plus touchdowns. But... And then when he hit him, Lou, he overthrew him by yep. six, seven yards. That's or when he finally sees a play, he finds Devontae Smith in the left corner of the end zone. He's too late to it. He's too late right. to pull the trigger. And when you're late and don't have a Josh Allen arm or – even for as bad as Carson Wentz was, that kind of arm, you can get away with things. But when you have the vision issues that Jalen Hurts has, when you have the lack of arm talent, you just you can't be late. And he was late today. The vision was off. The All the pocket presence progress he made this uh, the second half of the year, again, this game does not erase any of that for sure. But he, once again, because of a lot of the pressure early on, he started to get back into, you know, revert to what he knows best, running the football, mm-hmm. and he dropped his eyes instantly. There was the one play in the first quarter where the Buccaneers sent a blitz on both ends, and um, I think it was Antoine Winfield and Devin White, and the minute they sent the blitz, Jalen Hurts looked down. He ducked his eyes, and he was trying to find mm-hmm. a way out of the pocket, but Boston Scott had picked up the blitz, and he had guys down the field. It's just there was too many things that came back, and because of all that progress in the second half of the year, we were wondering – all right, he's back in this situation. Let's see if that progress was just because of you know the situation he was in or if that was legitimate, sustainable progress. And today, again, is not an answer for that question, but it was another side answer that kind of makes you doubt it. And again, that just, he didn't have to be great today, but he was the opposite. He was he was bad. It sucks having a, a quarterback. It just sucks having a situation where a defense is daring your quarterback to throw the football. I mean, that's that's a crappy feeling. Today's episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022, new year, and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get started from football to basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, including the NFL playoff run. Bet online, where the game starts. I think you could kind of say that about everybody, though, Lou. Like, was the defense and the way that they were playing because of the opponents that they were playing? Was Nick Sirianni and his quote was brilliance because of the level yeah. of competition that they were playing? But and, see, this is I, what, mean, I don't want to like I, the I onus agree. is on everybody, Lou. I don't <laughs> yeah. think it comes down to one. Person. I think it's partial. I think it's it's back and forth because the what they did in the second half of the year, going seven and three down the stretch should not be negated by just their opponents. No, 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 but at the same not. time, you're right where, yeah, this does show though that that progress 
didn't mean they were suddenly on a Super Bowl level. They are. This does show they're not on Tampa Bay's level yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where they played good enough football to yes. beat teams to be that they're on team. par with, yeah, and that's they were fair. To play and, and I think going back to the beginning of the season, Lou, that's the expectation we had for them. Can they compete in games with teams that we think are in their tier? And yeah. it's clear that Tampa Bay is in that top tier, and mm-hmm. we have a ways to go. So mm-hmm. we're not going to look at this game and say everything is for naught. What what happened in this season, right. the stretch run that they had, overcoming adversity, the growth that they did have, they were just outgunned. And sometimes when you're outgunned, like Jalen Hurts did today, you're going to revert to some of the things that you did before. Jonathan Gannon kind of felt comfortable early on and was doing the same things he did early on in the season. Same with Nick Sirianni, Mike Clay. I mean, that guy doesn't know how to make an adjustment at all. But when we go into draft week, Lou, with 15, 16, and 19, it's clear that we have to address the secondary when it comes to safety position, when it comes to the linebacker position, when it comes to getting additional help coming off of the edge. This team isn't a complete team, but you still have a lot of answers and a lot of holes to fill before you get on that level with Tampa Bay. So learn those lessons and look at plays today like that Kenneth Gainwell touchdown where he could have went down at first contact but kept going. And then take a look at that Jalen Rager where that play where he had to go on the clear-out route because it was an underneath throw to Dallas Goddard, and he had to clear out the deep third, and he just stopped his route. When you see body language and stuff like that, you could find answers in games like today. Because when you are a scout, you look at these important matchups, and when they look back and self-scout, you're going to see plays like Jalen Rager that he left on the field today. But then you're also going to see good plays from guys like Devontae Smith late in that game, Lou, right? You're going to see plays like Milton Williams, who had a great breakthrough of the line late in that game to get to Tom Brady and inevitably get get there for a tackle for loss. There are little moments in this game that you could take away wins from and couple them with what happened down the stretch and find where you can fill in the blanks to get to that marker now. Mm -hmm. Because Tampa Bay is what you should want to be. They have a team that has an offense that no matter the what situation they're in, they can adapt. They could beat you in a multiple different ways. They could stop the run. They could stop the pass. And they're now going on another consecutive win in the playoffs where they now have a stretch that they can win a a second consecutive Super Bowl. So build your team like that. And today you saw what it's like to fight Mike Tyson, to see what it was like to fight Conor McGregor at the top of his career. This is what you want to go up against and realize that to be the best, you have to beat the best. You're not on par with them right now. And I hate to get cliche, but in these moments, Lou, when you exceeded expectations and you have to find the light in all of this bad that came out of today where you didn't really score any points till the last quarter of the game, it was hard to stop Tom Brady. But you look at what this team was able to accomplish up to this point. If they get more horses in the race, they draft a guy like Nakobe Dean, right, Lou? Yeah, they draft, I think it's pretty clear they need they need some. Uh, if they, they, they get playmakers, man, they can they can be a mm-hmm. good team. And you uh, see yeah. where they have guys that are already filled in and guys that are going the next playmakers up at those positions. They Josh deserve Sweat. to be a playoff team, but they didn't deserve to be in a tier like Tampa Bay. No, and again, none of us not. ever said that. And I don't think even with the second they half They might be run, in their own tier that. of the NFC playoff teams. Like sure. The seventh seed, they're closer to what 
Minnesota and the Saints were than they are to what yeah. the, the Niners are for sure. And, and they have three first round picks and they have an opportunity to take Absolutely. that next step this off season. I mean, they're farther along in a higher tier this year than I thought they were going to be. So again, this game is yeah, not a referendum suddenly on, you know, who this team is and maybe they're farther back than we thought, but the issues that we thought this team had, uh, they, they're, they're kind of confirmed and you're going to be able to fix Definitely. some of them in the off season for sure. Like on defense, I mean, Gino, uh, like you, you, we talked about Tampa Bay and you mentioned it first too, early in the game, it was so apparent the speed and the talent that that Buccaneers mm-hmm. team had on defense on all three levels. And you watch a guy like Devin white and Antoine Whitfield and, you know, Vita Vea and like the edge rushers too, it made you kind of jealous. And you could see on the other side, the lack of that personnel the Eagles defense has. Like obviously yeah. philosophically this defense has a problem, but they're they need help this offseason. Like they need I want that speed at linebacker badly. They need help at safety. They're gonna need another corner because Gannon did not have Darius Slay shadow Mike Evans today. And when Evans was on Maddox or Nelson, he was tearing them up. So mm-hmm. I think on defense they definitely need to add a lot of talent this offseason. And uh, that kind of was represented today by how Tampa Bay played on defense and how you played. Especially when your best, I'd say, lineman throughout the back half of the season mm-hmm. couldn't even play today because of, uh, quote-unquote, a life-threatening yeah, that was surgery that he I had think to Josh Sweat's okay, yeah. Yeah, good thing that Josh Sweat is okay. But you look at the result of him being out, it took them a while to get sustained pressure to the point where they could get to Tom Brady today, right, Lou? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't had, blitzing. They weren't winning four-man pass. No, and you, and you couldn't because Tom Brady was taking advantage of that blitz. Unlike a guy like Jalen Hurts, who's still developing that ability to read where the blitzes are coming from, read where the edge rushers are coming from, and find that alert route. Tom Brady knows where his alert is, like the back of his hand. And he's going to find that. And he did that in a multitude of ways today, Lou. And I I think you saw the difference in these two teams just when it came to personnel. The Eagles couldn't do the things that Tampa was doing in terms of their defense. It just wasn't possible. And the ability to have multiple guys that can win man-on-man matchups outside of just one corner in Darius Slay. As good as Avante Maddox is, he's five foot nine, and Mike Evans right. is six foot four. It's Which a is nuts to me that they did not have set. Slay following him considering that crazy mismatch in size. Mm-hmm. And, the, and Tampa Bay knew it, and Evans was playing inside a lot. And they took advantage of the linebackers again today, Lou. I mean, TJ Edwards goes out. He doesn't come out after halftime. You're left with Alex Singleton, whose best role probably was as your third linebacker Mm -hmm. this year. Then Sean Bradley comes into the game. This is a team that they were able to do enough and be efficient enough down the stretch to get into the playoffs. But when you match up guys one-on-one, can your dogs beat our dogs? Their dogs quote-unquote, dogged us all day long. Mm-hmm. And I think even in the one-on-one matchups you expected to win, like Darius Slay against their receivers, Darius got beat at times. So even when your best player is getting beat, it's going to be tough when everybody else around him isn't yeah. even playing up to that caliber. And you look at the defense, they kind of settled in towards the middle half of that game. The offense, it took them a while. I mean – Jason Kelsey got called for two penalties that were so uncharacteristic of him. Kelsey normally doesn't have a mismatch, but Vita yeah. Vea is a guy that's got a lot of size and power on him, and that was apparent today. It was very apparent. And then, I mean, you're out Nate Herbig. Sua Opeta has to start at the right guard position. Lane Johnson goes out of the game. 
Quez Watkins really didn't play his best games when he had the ball in his hand. The the one example I look at was when he goes to the edge on that bubble screen and yeah. Devontae Smith has the outside walled off. So all he has to do is go behind him and take the inside. Instead, he goes to the outside, and you're thinking, why don't you just run run north? And he I slowed look at up guys, on that uh, seam route, too, inside. Um, yeah. Hurts almost threw an interception, but it was because Quez stopped running for mm-hmm. some reason. Gino, Same you're right. with I Miles mean, Sanders, though, Lou. I mean, yeah. Miles was dancing too much. When you play a team that has athletes – in the second level, athletes at the defensive front mm-hmm. like they do, like a Jason Pierre-Paul, for example, like a Shaq Barrett, these guys that can cover so much ground, you're not going to beat them dancing east-west. You have to go north and south. And they left a lot of yards on the field. And yeah, just you just the, couldn't afford to have them play as inconsistent. No. To beat Tampa Bay, you, you couldn't do the little things wrong. You couldn't and do just the little like, things wrong. Yeah, and it felt like yeah. outside of Devontae Smith, who didn't get involved until the fourth quarter, which was – insanely frustrating mm-hmm. too as well you just everybody was just not on their game today outside of again a no. few players and so that was as you mentioned slay was getting beat quez Watkins didn't have a great game when your quarterback can't hang that's going to hold you back severely you know it just you, again you had to play a near perfect game against tampa bay and not to mention we didn't even talk about special teams where jalen rager apparently is not held accountable compared to other players at all that's unbelievable because this guy not only was completely useless on offense this year but then they tried to utilize him as a punt returner already should have been taken out of that role weeks ago and the fact that he fumbled twice today lost one of the balls in a punt return and kept getting snaps out there kept going on offense Gino, I, I hope they ask Sirianni questions about why Rager has never been benched this year or anything, but I don't know. Today should have been his last snap with the Eagles. At least, you know, I tweeted this out. When it comes to J.J. Ortega-Whiteside and Jalen Rager, at least the Eagles kind of knew very quickly that J.J. was probably not going to be a core piece of the offense. Rager has been equally as bad since he was drafted, and yet he has been on the field. He's and maybe it's more necessity really than anything right now. But the fact that there is no accountability for this kid is just insane. And I know a coach like Sirianni is going to believe in his players and try to do best. But when week after week after week, it is the same thing. Eventually, you have to hold this guy accountable when he's making these mistakes. And they just haven't probably because of draft status and necessity. But it cost you today in a playoff game. It wasn't one of the main issues, but it was definitely an issue. It it was one of the turnovers. I mean, when you look at wide receiver, you need at least three guys, right? Right. Returner, it's a one-man game. You, can, you can't make an excuse for that. Right. I, I look at it and say, yeah, Seriani definitely has to step in at some point and, and pull an Aguilar and bench this kid. Mm-hmm. And today was not the game where he could come in and mess up. But Mike Clay... His job is to see who is the most effective. Right, he can bench for Rager. His, yeah, <laughs> he can bench Rager, and he has in the past, and he has held him out. But then he continues to put him back in the accountability, Lou. You're absolutely correct. That's the one thing going into this offseason that they need to change at every position. You cannot be as bad as Jalen Rager was and still deserve snaps. Steven Nelson at times throughout the season was downright terrible. You still had him out there. Today he made one good play, but yet again was a liability. There are guys that just because of necessity, because they don't have the bodies, got minutes today. I don't want to be in that situation come next year where that's the case, Lou. 
I don't want it to be, oh, yeah, we have to keep playing Jalen Rager because we have nobody. You have three first-round picks, three in the top 20. Three in the top 20. That's that's more than enough to overhaul at least one to two position groups. And I'm looking at wide receiver. I'm looking at linebacker. I'm looking at safety, corner. You have holes that you need to fill. And, oh, on top of that, you have all this money that you're going to be able to spend in free agency. They have to now be held accountable by signing those position groups where they didn't have the guys. They didn't have the horses to stay in this race. And this is where you're going to see if they truly hold these guys accountable. Because if they go into this offseason and they don't make a move at wide receiver, we could be in the same boat for next year with this kid. Yeah, and I but think they definitely I, will. But They're going to address it, in my opinion. Gino, it makes it tougher today, Jalen Hurts' performance, and I'm not going to say that one game would erase the progress, and I still think he's done enough to likely be the 2022 starter. And you saw that uh, this morning, a report from uh, Ian Rappaport that said the Eagles believe that Jalen Hurts is the guy right now. Um, but a game like that, on that kind of stage, it certainly does make you rethink because it did show how limited – they were as a passing attack. And I'm not saying now suddenly they're going to take Malik Willis with one of their first round picks, but to say that, you know, there was a report earlier today that Russell Wilson wants to weigh his, op- weighs, uh, weighs, excuse me, his options to say that they're just closing the book on that. I don't know how you can be like Jalen is the guy after again, he is certainly the favorite, but um, today wasn't the first time he played like this. And that's my thing. One game is not going to, as we're trying to say, as we're like using this game to criticize a lot of long-term points, we're also trying to make sure people know that we're not saying it's now suddenly all the progress and positives we said are not true. We're not prisoners of the moment, but this game, this isn't the first time this has happened with Jalen Hurts, and it's not the first time this has happened with Jonathan Gannon in the defense. The problems of this year that we know need to be fixed long-term to get to Tampa Bay's level, they were the reasons you lost this football game. Guys, today's episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. It's a protein bar, but it tastes just like a candy bar, maybe even better. It makes it easy to stick to your resolution. It's healthy, but it's covered in 100% real chocolate. All of the flavor, none of the guilt, 130 calories in most bars, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And the best part of it, there are so many different flavors to choose from. You've got coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. Whatever your taste buds prefer, Built Bar has it at Built.com. And make sure you use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. I can say that for a lot of people on this team, Lou. I look at maybe four or five guys that can really say, yeah, they're they're safe. And the clip that they put out this week, the audible clip from Fletcher Cox saying he's just running one of those chairs in the room. I think that's a great point. He is running one of those 53 chairs, just like everybody else. And even Fletcher Cox today didn't step up as much you would want to see. What was see up with him like a, lining up at 
like standing up and almost blitzing through I, I think Jonathan A-gap. Gannon just kind of outsmarted himself a little bit too much. Yeah, I mean, they, like what has Tom Brady not seen? How did he get two head coaching interviews? I am just perplexed. <laughs> I don't understand what people are seeing. Well, I, I really we'll, don't. We'll be able to talk about that in this offseason, but <laughs> – I equate Tom Brady to like the best of the best poker players, right? Because in poker, there's only so many combinations. There are a lot of them, don't get me wrong. But when you see them over and over and over again, you know them to an extent. That's how Tom Brady is. You're not going to put Fletcher Cox in the A-gap standing up as a mugged rusher. It's not something he hasn't seen before. Don't get too smart. Don't get too big for your britches. And I think that's what they did today. They came out with the offense very condensed. They were trying to do too much against a far athletic, far superior team than them. And they just were doing things that I felt didn't suit what they did well. They were doing things well when they were spreading to run. They tried to condense to run today. It didn't really work for them. When they were able to get Devontae Smith – 10 to 12 targets, he did very well. And when he was getting the targets down the stretch, it paid off. Same with Dallas Goddard. Build off of those things. Build off of Dallas Goddard. Build off of Jason Kelsey. Build off of Lane Johnson. Build build off of Jordan Maialata, Josh Sweat. The key pieces to your team. There are a lot of holes, and if they're going to match the personnel with what this team wants to do, they have a great offseason to take advantage of that. It doesn't expel what went wrong today, but like you said with the quarterback position, Lou, no position should be out of the equation to be overhauled because they're not a team that's fighting to go to a championship round in the NFC next week. They're sitting at home now. They're out. It's over. Now they have to start evaluating. 2022 begins right now, and they have to set their best foot forward, and this is the offseason to do it. They got out of Carson Wentz's deal for this offseason. They got these three first-round picks for this offseason. We were expecting to be here a week earlier than we are now, but here we are with 15, 16, and 19, Lou. That's where my mind went immediately when this game ended, Mm -hmm. but not in a bad light. I didn't look at this game and say, yeah, this sucks. Like We shouldn't even be here. No, no, it shows I saw why guys they're not that, great. It shows yes, that they're exactly. good, but exactly. it shows that they're not great. And again, and that's I want the that separation to be our, in the NFL yes. that you have to kind of get to. You right. have to bridge that good to great yeah. gap for sure. You are a good football team. It doesn't matter who you play. If you can win seven of nine games to make the postseason, yeah. when you're the number one rushing attack, when you have personnel like you do on the offensive line, you have a true CB1, you do have Josh Sweat. You've got your wide receiver, one of the future, and your tight end one, and your RB one. Mm-hmm. This team has done a lot in 2021 that was successful, that laid foundation pieces long term, that made mm-hmm. you a good team, a playoff team that's going to compete. That is all 100% the case, regardless of what happened today. But today, again, like the theme of today's show is that it showed you that the issues that continue in 2021 are what is keeping you from being great. And it's right now it's quarterback. It's the philosophy on defense. It's the personnel on defense. And uh, those are things they need to address this year with draft picks. And like you said, salary cap space and really tough decisions. Like when it comes to, you know, a guy like Gannon, I don't think he would be fired. I think the only way he probably is not back in 2022 is if he got a head coaching job. But for me, philosophically, I just don't ever want that kind of guy as my defensive coordinator. So these are, there's, there's roadblocks this year that, kept them from being great. And uh, luckily that's what an off season is for. And that's why we knew this team was in a rebuild. So it was 2021 was certainly a success. It's just 
yeah, today showed why you're just, you're not there yet. And we knew that before today. We knew this team wasn't going to be a team that came into this season and were world beaters, but we also knew this team was not going to be a team that sat around the bottom, that just crept in the mud with the teams like Detroit of the world. Right. This team came out today and showed exactly what you just said, why they are not in that great category yet. And to, for, for Tampa, a lot of those guys are in the elite territory at their mm-hmm. positions. You look at the linebackers. You look at Vita Vea on the interior. Of course, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Mike Evans is as good as he is. Their offensive line is as good as they are. Rob Gronkowski is as good as he is. And you look around their team and say, oh, right. that makes sense why we lost today. Mm-hmm. And you look at the coaching. You look at the execution. You look at the turnover margin. You look at the penalty distribution. Those things those small things that don't show up on the scoreboard. But when you go back and self-scout yourself, you're going to say, oh, damn, that that penalty, that Jason Kelsey holding penalty that was really out of who he is as a character really hurt us. Oh, that Derek Barnett, once again, a personal foul penalty really hurt us. These missed opportunities when it comes to the turnovers. It, it is always him. And the same things that hurt you in the beginning of the season were the same mm-hmm. things that kept you from reaching the top tier at the end of the season. And it's going to be difficult moves that have to be made this offseason. They're not going to be easy, but going to the defensive coordinator position, if you have a chance to go and get Vic Fangio, the best defensive coordinator that's out there right now who wasn't a head coach but is a great defensive coordinator, you have to see if that's something that could happen. If Russell Wilson's on the market, you have to at least poke around and see what can happen. This offseason, I would say it's going to be very exploratory. They're going to try and see as many options as they have, and they're going to look around because Howie Roseman said it best last year. Now with all these picks, they have optionality, and that's one thing that's going to allow this team to reach that next level, reach that great threshold that we want to get to. And hopefully, Lou, now they know what it feels like to get punched in the face by a heavyweight. Now they know what their jaw has to be moving into next season. What is going to be the floor for us to compete? And if we want to go to the next round of the playoff, how much better do we have to get? Let's fill in that percentage. Let's look around and see every option that we can. Because, Lou, I don't look at this as a defeat today. Some people are going to get really down. What they did in this season, it could have been 2016. They could have went awry. They could have lost seven out of nine. Instead, they won seven out of nine. They go and play this playoff team that might be destined for another Super Bowl the way that they're playing. They're going to have a tough test with Aaron Rodgers too, but don't count Tampa out, especially when they get healthy in the next couple weeks of being one of the favorites for the Super Bowl. You know what it's like to be in the playoffs, but you also know what it's like to be in that tier that's just outside the lottery pick. You want to make that jump? Look at what held you back this year and go forward. And they have a chance to really turn things in their favor next year. They could be a four or five seed next year, Lou, and I really wouldn't bat an eye. This team has a lot of good things coming for them coming up here. I'm excited for the offseason. The Eagles have a lot of resources, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they think is the blueprint to go from good to great. I don't know if that's going to be replacing Jalen Hurts. Is it going to be just Mm -hmm. investing all of the resources on the defensive side of the football. Maybe it's a combination I'm of hashtag both. hashtag whole draft on defense. That's yeah. where I'm going. Right I'm, uh, today made me rethink, and I- I'm going to probably think more about quarterback. But, yeah, I-, I think there's definitely a lot of avenues this team could take from trying to get to that next level, uh, as we saw today from the opposition. 
with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Gino and I, though, it's the offseason, but we're not going away. Five shows a week still, Monday through Friday. This week, we're going to take a look back at the 2021 season, look ahead to the offseason. So make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Eagles wherever you get your podcasts. And we're available as well on YouTube and on Twitter at Lockdown Birds, at DBASI LOE, and at GC24 underscore football. That's going to do it for the final postgame show of 2021. Damn, the that Eagles just fall. clicked. Oh, man. Yeah. That's sad to say. Just want to give a shout tough. out to our fans. Uh, year four, season number four for Gino and I mm-hmm. at Lockdown Eagles is in the books. And it's uh, Gino is our third playoff run of four. So uh, couldn't ask for a better podcast and platform to do this on. And uh, our listeners, it was definitely fun to, to follow this year because, you know, I said it before the game today. Considering how dark it felt like the Eagles, the, the place they were in at the end of 2020, I thought it was going to be a long time before we were talking about playoff football again on this show. And I was kind of envious or jealous, you know, looking back at, you know, our past shows and listening to what we were talking about from, you know, in 2018 and 2019. I'm like, damn, is that going to be gone already for a while? The fact that, you know, only a year later we're doing a show, a recap show for a playoff game uh, definitely did make 2021 fun. And again, I, I can't wait for this offseason. And you can already tell our listeners are uh, looking forward to it as well. Yeah, we just have to shout out everybody who just picked up a phone or whatever device you listen on YouTube on your smart TV and watched us listen to us and ranting and raving about this team through four seasons now. And the best is yet to come, Lou. I I think what Nick Sirianni really instilled in this team and what all of us fans and everybody here at Lockdown, especially at Lockdown Eagle, can take away is don't buy into narratives. This team was, to some people's opinion, a bottom five team in the league. Jalen Hurts wasn't even a top 40 quarterback, according to Chris Sims. They weren't a team that was going to be playing on wildcard weekend. They thought that they were going to have the lowest of the three first round picks that they have. Well, you know what? They took all those narratives and they didn't even listen to them. As Jalen Hurts would say, they didn't eat the rat poison. And I think we could look at this season and realize that there's a lot of good to take away from it. And when they do what the Philadelphia Eagles do, and that's buy into their chemistry of their team and overcome adversity, a lot of good can come away from it. And that's why I love covering this team. It might be dark and gray for a little bit, but this team gives you some some moments that you're like, I- I'm proud to be a fan of this team. Oh, yeah. and I, I never, am today. It's never a dull I think moment. It, it isn't. And today I, I really look at that because a team that was just fighting for a Super Bowl, which was their last playoff game that they had, they're coming here looking for another run. The Eagles, they didn't let their pride go away from them. They put 15 points up on the board, and it just makes it look a little prettier at the end of the day. It's a it's a moral victory, but this team, hey, in this season where a lot of the moral victories are going to help you for next year, why not get one more? And I, I'm looking forward to see what they can do in 2022 and beyond, man. The, this is a good franchise, and they're well-built to, to make a run here coming up, especially coming off of this little playoff run that they had. We thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Again, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your shows, and we'll see you tomorrow for another edition of Lockdown Eagles. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase. That's going to do it for the 2021 season. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, and let's go, Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.